Well, hello, this is Tim Maher, and this is Failing Up. Thank you, Jungle Jim, for that wonderful, wonderful musical introduction. What a, what a talented fellow he is. Oh, my gosh. Jungle Jim sitting over there in the corner on his synthesizer, just playing away with those magical fingers. Oh, what a, what a, what a musical talent. I, you know, I just can't believe the, the amount of uh, notes that come out of your, your body. You're like a, a musical orifice. That's what you are. <laughs> He's over there left. He's got his pint glass up on the uh, chair, of course, on top of the synthesizer, just waiting to collect some tips. So if you ever want to give Jungle Jim a tip, plant your peas early just stop on by hi this is again again my second introduction tim marr with with failing up recording this episode on a beautiful beautiful spring evening oh my gosh spring has sprung in central new york of course recording from the basement studio in the bowels of the basement studio located on the shores of the mighty seneca river flowing north into the oswego river all the way up to lake ontario that great wonderful lake Oh my gosh, it's huge. If you're in the middle of Lake Ontario, you do not see land. If you make a right, you're going to go right up to the St. Lawrence Seaway past 1,000 islands and out into the Atlantic Ocean. That's right, all the way out into the Atlantic Ocean. They just had a, a situation up in the St. Lawrence Seaway where some illegal immigrants were being brought over from, I believe, near Messina, and their uh, makeshift craft started to sink in the... Uh, Illegal, whatever you called the person who was transporting them, just kind of jumped ship and left them all there. They were they were from India, and he left them on the ship, and they couldn't this raft in the middle of the St. Lawrence. Well, I believe they were 800 feet from shore, and they couldn't swim. I mean, uh, fortunately, they were all rescued, and uh, the gentleman was arrested. Or if you make a left, you're going to go right over to uh, Buffalo. If you go a little straight south, you're going to go to Buffalo, Niagara Falls with a barrel, inch by inch. Or if you go north, you're going to find yourself in that lovely city of Toronto, Toronto, Canada. That's right. You can't go wrong with Toronto, Canada. Oh my gosh, what a what a famous, famous, wonderful city. You can hop over the falls and hit Lake Erie on the shores of Cleveland and the Hard Rock, not the Hard Rock, but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You got Erie, you got Michigan, you got Superior, Huron, all these great, I mean, they literally are great lakes. Look them up sometime. But thank you, Jim. Please try uh, get some toothpicks on those eyes so you're awake. And this is, again, failing up, Tim Marr. And uh, spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. And I was driving into work this morning stuck in rush hour traffic. That's right, rush hour traffic. Nobody wants to be stuck in rush hour traffic. It's... Um, it's kind of the the worst traffic you can possibly be stuck in. And I was, uh, but why do they call it rush hour? You know, rush hour. It's it's more than an hour sometimes if you're stuck. If you live out in L.A. or you live in D.C. or you live in any of those cities, their rush hours can last for hours. If you hit the 405 at the wrong time in L.A., you might as well just uh, pack a breakfast, bring a can, and, and you're stuck there. But what's interesting to me is it's an hour. Everything is measured in an hour. So on a, in my case, or a lot of people's case, you get up on a weekday morning. You're rushing through the house. First of all, you're trying to get that last moment of sleep. Then you're rushing through the house. You're rushing through the house to try to get to, try to, get to that rush hour. And you get in the car, and there's a bazillion other cars on the road. Oh, just going as fast as they can, as fast as they possibly can, to get to places where most people don't even want to go. 
and you know, and everybody is squeezing in that last second home. Now they're in the cars. And as I mentioned earlier, the cars become portable bathrooms, portable uh, grooming centers, portable uh, kitchens and restaurants. People are just cutting in and out and weaving and, and flicking the bird. And, and they're, now they're hot and they're angry. And these metal boxes, can you imagine being an alien and coming to Earth and seeing that and seeing uh, people just coming down, you know, riding in the morning, going crazy, going crazy, going to work, you know, in these metal and these, you know, just stuck in these metal machines and, and, and going off to work and, 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 and you know, and, and, and going to places where the majority of them don't even want to get to. They don't even want to get to, you know, they're, they're always thinking of ways to, to call in sick. So they really, they, don't, they really don't even want to, don't even want to get to where they're going, but we're in these metal cars. Breaking all this, the regulations. So if you come from space, you're regulated that you go 65 miles. Everybody's doing 80 and they're cutting off and they refuse to use their blinkers and they're swearing their heads off and they're just driving and the stress level's going up and we're in these little teeny boxes, these portable boxes, but we have to entertain ourselves for that one hour. We must entertain ourselves for that one hour in the car of frustration and stress. So we play music. We pick our music or we or we text illegally because we need to communicate every every second. Um, I uh, I think, you know, it becomes our little little portable stress sauna. And we keep, you know, and we keep going down these uh you know the roads as fast as we can and and uh, boxed in with the music and we're flying and we're getting there. Rush hour. We have special radio programs and people who fly in the sky to just let us know what the patterns are in rush hour. Multiple accidents in rush hour because it's a rush for an hour. And once you get through that morning sense of rush hour and you, you're all stressed out and you walk into work and you do your thing for how many hours you do it, at the end of the day, you know what you have to look forward to? Rush hour. That's right. You get back in that little metal vehicle of yours. And you turn on whatever music you can, and you get back out there, and you bob, and you weave, and now you're in a hurry again. You're in a hurry to get back to that sanctuary of home. You're in a hurry to get back to whatever event you have to go to, or, or I'm late. Everybody's always late during rush hour. Listening to the traffic patterns to understand when, when things are going to be clogged up, or if there's an accident. And you always know the intersections that are bad, but people are flying by you sometimes at 90 miles an hour on rush hour. But it's only an hour. But we have two rush hours in the course of a day. So we have two, two rush hours in the course of a day. So that I think, so that's, that's, that's one thing that we have to look forward to is our, is our rush hour. But everything seems to be measured in hours. Because once you put in a good long week of rush hours, you, you know what you look forward to after a good long week of rush hours? Happy hour. It's one hour on a Friday where everybody gets happy. And it's called happy hour. And it's American tradition to have a... It used to be much more popular. I don't know if it is anymore. I don't drink, so I don't got to go to happy hour. Believe me, back in the day, I lived in happy hour. My life was a constant happy hour. But, uh, but you go to happy hour. And what do you do in happy hour? You get happy for an hour. You go there and you, wherever it is, it could be at a whatever type of place. And usually at happy hours, at least pre-COVID, they had like some type of food out, you know, you know, you know, food and metal trays with sternum underneath. So you get yourself some mini hot dogs or, you know, mini hot dogs or some chili or uh, 
finger food. And I'll tell you something. At happy hour, you would think that you're eating um, you know, gourmet food at happy hour. Whatever you're eating at happy hour, you act as if you haven't eaten in a month. And everything's great. Oh, my God, these hot dogs are so great. These little wieners are just unbelievable. you got to have one. you got to have one of these. I think it's chicken. you got to have it. Oh, my God. They give you, And at happy hour, it's very strategic because they give you a little plate. And you can't put a lot of that food, a lot of the little happy hour food, you can't fit it all on a little plate. But they give you a little plate to put your little happy hour food on. And then you drink, and you're happy for an hour. And that is happy hour. So you get a whole week of rush hours. So... You know, you got you got 10 rush hours in the course of a week, and that leads you up to your, your happy hour. Happy hour. Rush hour. So that uh, that's what happens there. Now, of course, there's these great sacrifices in the course of a week because we have a lunch hour. And many people really want you to know, if you're a really good worker, they want you to know that they have worked through their lunch hour. I didn't even take a lunch time. I worked through my lunch hour. So I've come to work rushing through rush hour, the treacherous, angry, stressful rush hour. I get to work, and I'm going to let you know I am such a guy. I'm going to work through my lunch hour. But I'm entitled to a lunch hour. One hour to eat my lunch. That is my time. That lunch hour is my time to uh, have my lunch. But it's an hour. There's So now there's the rush hour. There is the lunch hour, and there's the happy hour. And so the happy hour is the reward at the end of the week. The lunch hour is the breakup in the day, but it's an hour, one hour. Not a half. Some places, you know, some places if you, it might be a half hour because you get out early, but it's an hour, lunch hour. But it's time. It's time. And sometimes what we do because we want to get as much done within that hour. So people take lunch hour, but no, we don't eat during lunch hour. What we do is we get back in that car during lunch hour and we run lunch hour errands. So in the midday, it becomes crazy again because people are flying out of work and they're running, then they're, they're doing their lunch hour errands, whatever they may be. Getting special presents for a birthday or or flying to the store to get something or dry cleaning, but it's I got I got, I got I'm gonna do that on my lunch hour. I'm not gonna eat lunch on my lunch hour. I'm gonna get, take errands on my lunch hour. Or I'm a really dedicated worker and I'm not even gonna eat on my lunch hour. I'm gonna work through my lunch hour. You know what? I'm gonna let you know it. I'm gonna let you know that I work through my lunch hour. As my stomach gurgles. But then we try to run errands all over lunch hour. We try to get as many. We try to cram as many activities and food in our face during lunch hour. It's that moment where I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this. Then we go to the famous drive-through and we shove it in. Whatever the drive-through has, it doesn't matter. It's healthy. It's a drive-through. Except people have gotten smart now. There are healthy drive-throughs which cost you as much going to a restaurant. But I'm going to go to the drive-through. I'm going to fly through the drive-through at lunch hour because I'm running errands. I'm running errands and I'm going to go to the drive-through. I'm going to shove that stuff in my face because it's a drive-through. So once again, the car becomes my car kitchen, a car kitchen, my car kitchen. I'm there shoving it in, driving it around. I got the crap in the back of the car I picked up on my lunch hour. And now I'm going to get back to work because I have four hours left until I got to take on rush hour, rush hour. So we measure ourselves in these hours. That's like, that's like happy hour on a Friday, lunch hour during the day. And then it's topped off with the wedged in between like a sandwich between the famous rush hour. 
No wonder everybody's on edge. Everybody's on edge after rush hour. Everybody's on edge when they're running around at lunch hour. I mean, holy freaking creep. People on lunch hour running errands, they're nuts. People on lunch hour running errands, get the hell out of the way. That's when you don't want to mess around. So if you're ever in a grocery store and it's 15 items or less or seven items for less, and you're in that grocery store or market or whatever you may refer it to, and you're in that, you're between like 11.30 in the morning and 1.15 in the afternoon. I'm going to tell you, if you if it says 15 items or 7 items or less, do not go in that line with 8 items. Because it'll all hell will break loose. That's where parking lot space, the parking lot wars happen at lunch hour because people want to get as close to the store as they can, especially if it's raining. Got to go to the nearest store. Hey, could you do that on your lunch? God help you if you try to go to the doctor on your lunch. So you try to get to the doctor on your lunch. You're going to get to the doctor, the physician's office early. Whatever they're going to do, you want them to do it as quick as they can. You know, you got to pull that tooth, pull that tooth. That's a dentist, not a doctor. Whatever you got to do, I only got, I have 45 minutes because I got to get back to work and I got to get through the drive-thru and I got to shove a burrito down my throat. Because I'm going to need that energy to get me back home during rush hour. Rushing around, rushing, 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 all measured in hours. And I'll tell you, baby, I am living for a happy hour. I am living for the goddess happy hour. I'm happy for an hour. One hour. Happy. It's a happy, happy hour. Most people don't even remember happy. Lord knows I remember very few happy hours. I remember when they started, I have no clue when they finished. If you really go to happy hour, you know, God knows how you leave that, that thing. I don't even know if they still have happy hours, but they still have we still have rush hour over here. You know, and during rush hour, you're trying to consume as much as you can, as much news, as much food, as much, you know, fast lane driving, you're chugging your coffee in the car. That's where travel mugs came from. Travel mugs were born out of rush hour. Because some genius, some genius realized long, long, long time ago that rush hour in the morning was like survival of the fittest. And coffee mugs, people were spilling their coffee in them all over their bodies in rush hour. So the travel mug was invented. And now the travel mug has carried over into the workplace because now people walk with travel mugs. They just can't, they can't have a cup of coffee without spilling it. The travel mug has become a way of life and it's, it's directly an appendage of rush hour. It's a mutation of rush hour. It's like losing the sixth toe or growing a seventh toe. Yes, rush hour and the appendage of the travel mug. Where do you think fast food came from? Get to the drive. We don't even get out of our cars. We don't even get out of our cars. Why do we have, why do you buy a house? Why do you buy a home? I would, you know, I would argue if you think of the time that you spend in your home, if you're getting out and about, if you, the time you spend in your home on a weekly basis as compared to the time you spend in your car, I wonder if that's close. You eat in the car, we groom in the car, we're in rush hour in the car. And if you're living in LA or you're living in Washington or you know, maybe New York, I've never been in rush, I've been in Boston, I've never been in rush. I mean LA, you're in that car for a long time. And you have to adjust your entire day around it. I mean you have to adjust your entire day around um, rush hour. So if you got to be to work at nine o'clock or eight o'clock in LA or 10 o'clock in LA, a lot of times 10 o'clock out there, you've literally better be on that 405 by seven in the morning or 730 in the morning, three hours before you, or you're not going to get there. 
Because if you hit the 405 at eight hour during, you're, just, you're screwed. You know, and same coming back. If you're coming back from Pels Verdes, so you're coming back, you know, a little down south up through LA, and you're on the 405, and you're on the 405 from 3:30 to seven at night. You know what? You are screwed. You are absolutely screwed. And that's, you know, that's that's a fact. But you just live in that car, man. You got to live in that car because it's Russia. But it's all an hour. An hour. 10 hours. In some cases, it's 20 hours a week in the vehicle. In some cases, it's not. And then you got the happy hour, which is usually about four hours. You know, and then and then we get to where we're going and we're exhausted. Imagine if you came from another planet and you saw that. If you saw a rush hour, and you say, why does it work that way? Why do you all got to cram at the same time? Or why don't you go a little earlier? Or what, what's that about? Hmm. You're killing yourselves during rush hour. I don't know. I've, I've mentioned it too long. You know, I hear you, Jungle Jim. I hear you playing that song. You know, I got to rush on out of here because it's... Uh, you know, I gotta catch some hours of sleep, maybe later. But that's Jungle Jim, our wonderful musical, talented director for the show, Failing Up. I love that song. I love that song. This is Tim Marr. That's Jungle Jim. And this is Failing Up. <laughs>